This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm an emergency critical care specialist and toxicologist. Thanks for joining us today. Today, we're going to be talking about two unique things about Thanksgiving. The first part is going to be talking about how to keep your dog, and rarely, your cat safe during the holidays. And the second part of the show is going to be talking about how we can celebrate Thanksgiving with your dog. We'll be right back after these messages. Let's talk about how to accessorize your pet's life. If you're celebrating an upcoming birthday or adoption day for your four-legged friend, deck out your party with new Molly and Bandit pet party accessories. This is a great line of party products that are designed specifically for your dog or cat. They're wearables for your pups, including adjustable party hats, bow ties, and tutus. The photo prop kits include funny glasses and hats. So this will be perfect if your pet is popular on Instagram. Check out all the great pet party products again at mollyandbanditpetparty.com slash petlife. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. Today, we're going to be talking about holiday Thanksgiving dangers. Now, most of the time, I see three main dogs come in very frequently during the week of Thanksgiving. So if you own a Yorkshire Terrier, a miniature Schnauzer, or a Shetland Sheepdog, I want you to pay special attention. And you're probably wondering why I'm calling out your three breeds of dogs this week. But during the week of Thanksgiving, everyone thinks, eh, you know, I'm going to feed a little bit of turkey to my dog. It's not going to be a big deal. And you're right. The majority of the time, it's not going to be a big deal, except in those three breeds of dogs. Now, previously in an episode of ER Vet, we've talked about pancreatitis. So I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I will tell you as an emergency critical care veterinary specialist, those three breeds of dogs, again, the Yorkshire Terrier, the Miniature Schnauzer, and the Shetland Sheepdog are the top three that are going to have side effects from getting even a small amount of turkey. So what do you need to know about? If you have one of those three breeds of dogs, or you have a dog that likes to counter surf during Thanksgiving dinner, please make sure to keep away turkey skin turkey bones, that string that goes around the turkey legs that cooks in the oven, that is really, really dangerous to your dog. The other holiday food toxin that I see a lot during Thanksgiving is corn on the cob. All of these types of food, including any kind of fatty grizzle, these are going to pose a threat to your dog. 
we know that certain breeds of dogs, again, the ones that I already mentioned, are genetically at risk for pancreatitis. And this is severe inflammation of the pancreas. Your typical Labrador who gets to lick the plates or gets a little bit of table food, they're probably used to getting turkey or chicken. They're unlikely to have an issue unless they get into a significant amount of meat. But every single year, I see at least two or three Yorkshire Terrors in the emergency room because of this. So again, please make sure to keep all that kind of fattening food out of reach of your dog. The second important thing is most of the time during Thanksgiving, we have friends and family coming to our house. They don't know the house rules. They don't know what's poisonous. While you may know that grapes and raisins are poisonous and that you know you need to keep corn on the cob out of reach, your friends may not know that. So always tell all your house guests, please do not feed my pets anything. And the safer thing is to actually keep your dog crated in another room. Most of your house guests don't want a dog slobbering under their feet or under the table. So it's actually safer for your dog just to be in a completely different room. This is especially important if you have a dog or a cat that has food allergies. My own cat has severe food allergies. In other words, she is allergic to certain types of meat protein. And if she gets a certain type, she not only licks excessively and loses all her hair, but she vomits a lot more. So she's on a special prescription type of food. So if your pet has food allergies, if you've had a dog that's been diagnosed with pancreatitis before, or again, you have that Yorkshire Terrier, miniature Schnauzer, or that Shetland Sheepdog, please make sure to keep that food out of reach. The next danger I wanted to warn you about, people think it's okay to give dogs bones. And I'm gonna tell you, yes, you're right. When you look at dogs in foreign countries that may be eating out of the garbage, most of the time, they don't have a problem when they eat bones. However, in our house pets, unfortunately, if they don't get bones a lot, they're not going to be exposed to it. And unfortunately, they may wolf that down and that chunk of bone may actually get stuck in the esophagus. This is really hard to diagnose. This is what we call an esophageal foreign body. And I will say the times when I see esophageal foreign bodies, it's usually in what I call really, quote, greedy dogs, dogs that are going to wolf something down really quickly. And instead of actually chewing it up, they swallow it whole and it gets stuck in the esophagus. Why is this an issue? Well, the main reason why it's a problem is because the esophagus is this really thin sheet of muscle and you normally don't see it on chest x-rays. In fact, there's never any air in it normally. So I don't normally see the esophagus on an x-ray unless there's a problem. If your dog shows any signs of pawing at the mouth or having difficulty swallowing or having exaggerated swallowing, what we call dysphagia, that could be a sign that something's stuck in the esophagus. So huge no-no. While you may think you're giving a dog a treat like a turkey leg during Thanksgiving, it's going to put him at risk for developing that foreign body, especially one in the esophagus. That requires a really expensive anesthetic procedure where we slide a camera called an endoscope down the esophagus to get it out. And very rarely it can be fatal because it can perforate or rupture the esophagus. So the safest thing to do is no bones, no turkey legs to your dogs. I'm sorry. You may think you're loving them by giving them a treat, but it's actually more dangerous. The last thing I wanted to leave with you, a lot of people like to drink and bake 
during Thanksgiving. And I'm gonna tell you, most dog and cat owners are smart enough to know that they should keep alcohol out of reach of their pets. So if you have someone who's coming over, you have a family event for Thanksgiving, I actually worry about unbaked yeast bread dough. Maybe you're about to have a bunch of dinner rolls for dinner. If your dog actually eats it and it contains yeast and it's not baked or it's not cooked yet, that actually poses two big risks. One is alcohol poisoning and two is bloat. We've done an ER episode before on gastric dilatation volvulus or stomach bloat. So make sure to check out that episode. Why do I care about unbaked yeast bread dough? Because during Thanksgiving, again, everyone's getting together to have a family celebration and your dog may just sneak onto the counter and eat a small piece of unbaked bread dough. Unfortunately, your dog's stomach actually acts as an artificial oven. It's warm and it's moist so that yeast can actually rise and it's gonna ferment with that sugar within that bread dough. And it's actually gonna result in the production of carbon dioxide, gas, and alcohol. So not only can your dog's stomach get really dilated from all that carbon dioxide, but now I'm actually worried about secondary alcohol poisoning. When we see alcohol poisoning, again, most of the time it's not from ingesting alcoholic drinks. Most pet owners are smart enough to keep alcohol away from dogs. It's from those weird sources like unbaked bread dough. And this can actually result in alcohol poisoning, severe coma, slowed respirations, and even a life-threateningly low blood sugar, what we call a hypoglycemia in your dog. So those are the biggest ways that I want you to keep your dog and your cat safe this Thanksgiving holiday. Please make sure to keep fattening food like turkey skin or turkey bones out of reach, especially if you have a dog that's predisposed to pancreatitis. Make sure you educate your friends and family who are coming over as Thanksgiving guests for dinner. They don't know if they can feed your pets or not. They don't know if your dog or cat has food allergies. So best to keep your pets in a totally separate part of the house. Remember there's weird kitchen toxins such as unbaked bread dough or corn on the cob that can result in life-threatening issues if your dog gets into it. So those are the easiest ways for you to keep your dog safe this Thanksgiving holiday. We'd like to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Pretty Litter. A bag of Pretty Litter weighs four pounds and it's really lightweight. Most litter weighs between 20 to 40 pounds. It's also long lasting. One bag of Pretty Litter lasts an entire month for one cat. It's also got built-in health monitoring. It keeps tabs on your cat's health by changing color if it detects potential health issues. Pretty Litter is delivered straight to your door every month with free shipping, so it's hassle-free and convenient. Go to prettylittercats.com slash ervet and use the promo code ervet for 20% off your first subscription order. We've been talking about Thanksgiving and how we can keep our pets safe. Remember, keep that fatty food, those fatty bones away from reach of your dog and your cat. If you think your dog did eat something poisonous, when in doubt, call the ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center for life-saving advice or call your emergency veterinarian or your veterinarian right away. The next thing that I wanted to talk about is how we can celebrate Thanksgiving with our dog. Now, I know that sounds a little bit weird, but I will say that it is really important that we celebrate every single day of our dog's life. Most of the time, depending on the size of your dog, dogs only live to about 10 to 15 years of age. The bigger they are, unfortunately, the shorter their life. 
So a huge dog like a Great Dane or Newfoundland is considered geriatric by seven to eight years of age versus a small Chihuahua may not be geriatric until 10, 11, 12. Smaller dogs can typically live longer, up to 13, 14, 15 years of age. I'll say, as we approach the holidays, we all have this frantic craziness in our lives. We're running around, we're Christmas shopping, we're holiday shopping, we're getting ready for Thanksgiving dinner. And unfortunately, in the process, we often brush our pets casually aside. This is true even as a veterinarian. When I'm really, really busy, I don't have time to walk my dog 30 minutes a day, which is my go-to rule with owning a dog. So as Thanksgiving approaches, I want us all to reflect on what we can be thankful for. And this is my reminder as a veterinarian that we should extend our thankfulness to our dogs too. We humans, again, get so caught up in the busyness of our life that we're often tugging on our dog leashes to hurry them along. And my dog is pretty mellow. He wants to sniff and smell. And there are times when I'm in a big rush and I notice that I'm pulling on my dog's leash. I'm like, come on, come on. It's 20 degrees out. It's cold. I want to go inside. Well, remember, a dog's sense of smell is so much more intense than ours that they really enjoy the nasal stimulation that they get from dog walks. So one of my resolutions that I always have is to not rush your dog's life. Don't tug on their dog leash. They're more mellow than us, but they really enjoy that environmental enrichment of nasal stimulation when we take them for a walk. It's my small way of thanking my dog for his years of loyalty and companionship by not rushing them, letting them smell, letting them lift their leg, letting them take their time. So again, as Thanksgiving approaches, make sure that we're taking the time to thank our dogs and extend our thankfulness even to them. So what am I grateful for and how am I going to thank my four-legged pets, whether or not they're a dog or a cat? The first rule is, again, Try to let your dog sniff more. Don't rush your dog while they're on a dog walk and let them pace themselves. My second go-to rule, especially on a hot summer day, is stop by Dairy Queen or your favorite ice cream store and splurge and get your dog a kitty cone. Now, of course, if your dog has food allergies or they're really susceptible to pancreatitis, this isn't ideal. But your typical Labrador, or Golden Retriever, or small Chihuahua, they love having a couple of laps of vanilla ice cream. Totally okay to give from this veterinarian. I'm also going to say another way that I like to celebrate my dog's life during Thanksgiving is to splurge a little. Commit to going once a month to your favorite local pet store and letting your dog sniff out his own toy. I always let my dog do that and that determines which one I'm gonna buy. For you cat owners, I'm a huge advocate of keeping cats indoors, but I still want them to have environmental enrichment with exposure to plants. Now, we only wanna use safe plants. So, what plants are safe? Totally fine for you to grow some catnip or wheatgrass for your cat. Catnip, which is in the mint family, is actually really highly invasive, so please don't plant it in the ground outside. It'll take over your whole yard and you'll have hundreds of cats that are coming to your yard. Instead, put it into a garden window or a large pot and allow your cat to have some fresh herbal fun. I actually will dry it in the garage by hanging it upside down, and I use this as holiday gifts where I'll actually accumulate large amounts of catnip to give away to all my cat friends. Take the time to dry some so you have it all year round. And remember, cats often cherish the variety of chewing on plants. We just want to make sure they're not poisonous. So absolutely no lilies 
such as oriental lilies, Asiatic lilies, Easter lilies, but wheatgrass, catnip, even spider plants, totally fine. Just be aware, your cat may vomit after they get into it, but remember cats like chewing on plants. It's great environmental enrichment, so splurge on some catnip for your cat today. Lastly, it's okay to spoil your dog or cat. And as Thanksgiving approaches, remember, this is one of the easiest ways for us to extend our thankfulness to our four-legged friends. Yes, I admit, as a board-certified specialist, I still let my dog lick the plate after I'm done eating. That's okay. Just make sure it's low-fat, no fat, skin, or bones, that it's not toxic, it doesn't have something like grapes or raisins or huge amounts of garlic or onion, it doesn't have xylitol, but in general, easy way to spoil your pet. The last way, please spend more time with your pet. In the craziness of our life, take the time to take that extra block around the park when you're walking your dog or spend an extra 10 minutes a day and actually set your smartphone timer so you're committing to 10 minutes to play with your cat. It could be something as simple as teasing them with a laser pointer, but a great way of providing environmental enrichment for our four-legged friends. Remember, our time is short with our pets. So the easiest way for us to express our thankfulness to our four-legged friends is by doing these simple tips. Again, don't rush your dog. Let them sniff around on a walk. Try not to pull on their leash too much to drag them along because you're in a rush. Stop by Dairy Queen and splurge on a kitty cone for your dog. Let your dog lick the plate after you're done as long as it's low fat, no fat skin or bones and non-poisonous. Make sure to splurge a little and take your dog to the local pet store once a month. Grow some non-toxic catnip or wheatgrass for your indoor cat. And again, make sure to spend more time with your pet. We have a short amount of time with them and we wanna make sure that we're thankful for them too during this holiday. Well, that brings me to the end of today's show. Find me at drjustinelee.com, on Facebook at Dr. Justine Lee, or email me your pet questions at drjustine at petliferadio.com. With that, we're out of time, and we want to thank Mark Winter, our producer, for making this show possible. See you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.